Hello and welcome to the Between the Strings podcast with me, Kieran Donnelly. If you'd like to learn more about being a musician, the guitar, and what studying music as a student is like, then this is the place for you. On today's episode, we're speaking with Jamie Little, a fourth-year student currently studying music at Perth College UHI and music instructor in his local community. Okay, hello, nice. Um, right, I think we'll just we'll just get going for it then. Um, so, when did you first start playing guitar? The classic question that every guitarist gets asked. <laughs> yeah, um, so I first started playing guitar um, pretty much in first year of high school. So that's 12, 11? 40 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, although I didn't start really playing it until like third year. Mm. So in first and second year, you get, you get given like an acoustic to learn three chords on or something. Uh, yeah. And then I was quite good at it which was surprising. So I thought I'll, I'll keep going with it. Then. So I got my own guitar and stuff when I was maybe in second year, then really started playing when I was in third year. Nice. Cool. Nice one. Um, so what's just, what kind of sorts of things do you enjoy about playing guitar? Um, I think at the start, it was just a good way to kind of challenge yourself because mm. it's like a, like a new skill and it's mm. quite, tricky when you're first out to play because obviously your fingers aren't used to that mm. it's a bit sore and stuff so the accomplishment of like learning a song when you're young is probably nice yeah um, now it's probably more of a i guess in two parts it's a bit like a relaxation thing you can just sit and play mindlessly for an hour or two and just like yeah. staring at nothing and play the guitar <laughs> yeah and then also like a, a creative outlet so to write music or I guess just write music <laughs> yeah. nice yeah that's uh that's a good way of like of putting it, it because it is kind of it can be like cathartic well obviously cathartic like that's one of the reasons people make music I suppose but yeah it is it is good like I feel like when you get to a certain level of maybe even not proficiency because I feel like you don't need to be at a certain skill level to do this but like you can you're comfortable enough that you can just sit and just noodle away or just make things up or play like everything you know and just like look into nothing and it's totally it's a total relaxing thing yeah mm. for sure so probably to play the same four songs mm. once a day probably <laughs> just... yeah i know i feel like every time you pick something up like well anytime i pick a guitar up i feel like i play the same sorts of things first and then you go off and and do whatever yeah, else yeah i think like the the idea of like being able to create something new out of like thin air is pretty cool as well yeah like, definitely. not many like hobbies and, and things like that allowed for that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's so yeah it's pretty cool um so what do you like about being a guitar player or and 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 or not just and and uh <laughs> and other guitar players so what do you enjoy what do you enjoy about other people oh what do I do about other people being guitar players? so you're yourself so what do you enjoy about being a guitar player and then also oh, other guitar players yeah yeah uh myself being a guitar player it's a pretty versatile instrument like mm. um you can pretty much play guitar in any kind of music maybe mm. not edm or something like that but yeah. like <laughs> you could be 
you can play in a trad band, you can play in a heavy metal band, you can play in a pop band. Mm. Uh, so it's pretty versatile. You can, yeah, you can play with anyone with it, really, I suppose, mm. which is good. Um, it's good because you don't have to carry around like a drum kit or something like that as well. Yeah, true. So that's nice. <laughs> and uh, I think it's, it's quite good because also, like, maybe not quite the same as a piano, but you have a full range of like, like a, would you call it a polytonal instrument? I don't know mm. if you, that's what you'd call it, but like. We're going with that to pretend like sure. we know, <laughs> to pretend like we know what we're speaking about for the podcast. Exactly, that's yeah. what we'll do. Uh, but you can play a lead line, you can play chords, you can do both for like you do. <laughs> or, um, yeah, I feel like it's very versatile and you can play as a, a solo guitarist in the band like just yourself or you'd play in a band with like three guitarists mm-hmm. i guess or something yeah i think that's really the versatility yeah of it. so do you think uh like as far as other guitar players are concerned like do you feel like that's something that you either sort of look for or you enjoy about the guitar players that you like the idea that they can be versatile and, and kind of do what they want with it yeah i think so yeah i think mm-hmm. um so would this be like other guitar players like friends or like guitar players yeah, like, just like friends and like like musicians that you love to listen to yeah i guess it's true for either actually because like you can find a guitar player and you'll be like oh i never would have thought to play that or something mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. I, I, or you'd say like oh i can never play that then you could practice then learn it so yeah like the same as going to uni like i'll know <laughs> you yeah. a little bit um yeah like obviously you're a finger cell guy, total class then. Maybe someone like Kieran Sexton, like just thunk to the max. Yeah. I shouldn't be saying the same name, should I? Oh, uh, that's okay. <laughs> Maybe well, like, it's uh, actually a real world, so you can you can name names. That's true, yeah. But yeah, there's just you no guys slander. Play, <laughs> you guys who play tons of different genres and styles and it's the same with with like guitarists who are like I don't know, mainstream or famous or whatever, like um yeah they've got some sick stuff but you can find different things within each artist even within each genre you find mm. where you think people would be playing the same people can still have something that surprises thing. you yeah but it's funny because then i feel like like when you try to write something yourself like your point just sounds the same you're like oh nice i'll add this new spin on it and then you listen back and you're like that's just like everything else i've written (laughs) you've not pushed the boat out anywhere near as far as you'd like to have yeah yeah that's 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 really true and then you kind of second guess yourself but then maybe that's what makes you like these artists who have their own flavor maybe yeah maybe And, and also like maybe just over time like you'd realize that you maybe do have different flavors maybe they just make so much music that when an album comes out it's like they've managed to cover five different flavors you know rather than sounding boring which is something to aspire to for sure yeah definitely uh so yeah just keeping on like with the topic of uni then um how do you feel like the pieces in class uh we learned are related to the music you like to play or, or the music you like to learn about out with uni uh well traditionally i usually learn like progressive metal or mm-hmm. um some finger cell acoustic stuff but not 
really that much. So, mm. um, yeah, there wasn't too much done that kind of like, <laughs> no, no, <nope>, none <laughs> yeah. of that. Um, which I, I I appreciate just to become more versatile. Mm. Um, mm. And there's also things you can pick out from these tunes that are useful to add to your flavor or mm. whatever, like things you can throw into your bag of tricks. Yeah. Like um, Dog River. I yeah, yeah. In my life, but um, it's really cool because yeah. it's like a weird time signature, but there is like a 4-4 a pulse going through it almost the whole time. Mm. And I was yeah. like, oh, cool. And it's, like, was it Hungarian minor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. like... Uh, it's like um, it's like Pliny, and and one of the things that like we'll probably both love so much about him is like, you're like, what is that complex rhythm? But then you can hear like a more um, approachable rhythm underneath it yeah. or on top of it. I don't know how you would think mm. about that. And yeah, it's it's so cool how how that can be done. It's just like I feel like there's so many genres where you're like, okay, I. Like I mean, if you were sticking to like uh, progressive metal or finger style or something like that, you can kind of get stuck in them. So yeah, I feel like you need help to kind of bring about like learning about all, all these different styles that you'd maybe written off because you thought you knew everything there was to know about them, but actually, they can be a lot more helpful for for all the different genres as well. Hmm, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So similarly to that, how do you feel like the pieces we were taught in class prepare you for uh, a life within the music industries, if if they do at all? Yeah, um, I try try to think back at some of that we've done. Like, uh, mm, mm-hmm. I guess some of the ensemble stuff. Like, um, what did we do? Uh, what were some of the ensemble pieces we done? Well, I'm putting me on the spot. Uh, do you uh, mean like girl? with guitar, like guitarists or like uh, singers and stuff as well? With, with singers and stuff as well. Oh, um, well, yeah, like higher and higher. Uh, mm. I don't know if my girl was maybe second study, but I mean it still counts. Um, yes, thank you. Maybe right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember higher and higher. Um, I'm trying to think back, it feels like so That's... long ago. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, no even idea. playing with like drummers, like playing sign or signe. Uh, when I was uh, chatting to Jay, we couldn't remember how to pronounce it, and I feel like everyone we spoke to pronounced it in a different way. Yeah. So we're just going to say them both. But yeah, that playing that was uh, fun and kind of interesting. Playing with a drummer because like we'd been taught to play it one way, and mm-hmm. having listened to the, like the record in the live version, it sounded one way, and then like the drummers came in and played it the way that they'd been taught, which was different to how we'd been taught. So mm-hmm. it was like it was fun trying to like work with that yeah that's kind of what i was going to say as well like with learning or with playing with the vocalists and the bassists and the guitarists and the drummers like in sign there like yeah just you realize that what you've got on your sheet and what you've learned at home might not be applicable to like the band setting mm. and you might like come back in some points and like be more at the front and others mm. so i think that was that's really useful mm. just kind of learning your kind of your space mm. uh, kind of and how to use your uh, kind of dynamics responsibly and stuff like that um, yeah. and how to work in, <laughs> work in an ensemble I think that's probably the most useful thing um, but I don't know if that's a, kind of reflects the pieces or just the kind of environment of, probably about both yeah. yeah I think as well like it's easy when you're going away and learning a piece to just think 
where you just you're just going to play it at whatever volume you want because you're focusing on your part you're, you're not going to play it quietly because you don't have the band in front of you and it's not sometimes mm-hmm. until you get into that environment where you start to think oh i need to not be super loud because i can't yeah. hear the singers and it's not really about me playing the guitar mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah i feel like that's important like kind of like you're saying knowing your space and, and using your dynamics mm-hmm. responsibly um yeah, I kind of I think it just the pieces just put you into all these different sorts of scenarios to again, like you were saying, to make you as versatile a musician mm-hmm. as possible, which is something yeah. we kind of had hammered home to us quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably the, the good thing about the pieces as well is versatility again, because if you if you become like the the world's best shredder in prog metal or something, then you leave uni looking for work, like. Mm. yeah frog shredders yeah it's gonna be hard Mm -hmm, for sure uh yeah like jay and jay and i were speaking about this how that you're kind of uh it is kind of like a bit rooted in vocationalism like the the idea that like you're looking to get a job after uni um Mm. i feel like what do you think about that like do you feel like the classes are kind of set up in that way where they're trying to kind of put you into certain categories or do you feel like they're kind of letting you explore for yourself? Uh, I feel like, well, since it is a, a kind of fixed curriculum, like mm. for the most part, because last year in first study, we got to pick a song to kind of showcase what we're exploring and how we're doing that, which was good. Um, but since, since the rest is a, like a fixed curriculum, it would kind of seem that it's more stuck to a structure, but I think that structure is to develop all of these different styles and stuff. So, mm. um, I'm not, yeah, I, I don't think if I was to set up, I don't know that I'd do it much differently. Mm. So, do you feel like it's kind of a good blend between like you're being prepared for a future career? dependent on your on your strengths and also this idea that you're free to explore how you learn and approach things yourself like there's a good blend between the both of them yeah or maybe they could have done the like pick your own song and explain why you've picked the song and mm-hmm. why you think it'll be effective maybe they could do that like once a year instead of just in the third year yeah mm-hmm. um other than that yeah because it seemed like there's lots of things where you're given like a lead sheet and to play off that, then we're given like that back chorale as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's like pretty rigid. You have to stick to that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think there was good um, reflection of like what you might expect. Yeah, I think. And, and <laughs> diversity as well, yeah. again. That's like the buzzword of today. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, so this is kind of a heavier question. Um, in what sorts of ways do you feel like your identity as a guitarist has changed uh, since the beginning of the program till now? I mean, um, not obviously the pandemic's like been a huge one for like how we kind of approach and like appreciate music. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, just kind of reflecting on the first four or three, four, three and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I'd say um, when I went into uni, like, I kind of always put 
sight reading off to the side and just like ignored it because I was like, I don't need that. So we I've learned how to sight read enough to kind of use it. Like maybe not sight, I shouldn't say sight reading. Like I've learned to read, learn, learned to read music enough to be like decent at it. So if someone gave me some music, I'd like kind of work through it a little bit, then go to play it. So that's probably a new kind of string to my bow is that a thing you see and then um other than that yeah just more versatile again i think yeah. <laughs> uh i'm kind of out with uni in the past three or four years i've started working in music uh, which i've been quite lucky to do which is for, like probably come from studying music like i've gained the knowledge and skill to be able to be employed mm. that's a kind of like facilitating role so Mm-hmm. I guess my identity as musicians like now a facilitator rather than when I started it was just like a bedroom guitarist you'd probably call it like only really played to myself on my laptop yeah. played like three gigs or something so mm. um, yeah definitely have developed into a working musician and, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I feel like uh, in kind of recently we've been getting this idea um, explained to us where kind of to be successful or or whatever it's like the idea that you should just have your finger in loads of different pies and you should mm-hmm. you should try and uh, you should try and be kind of doing as, as many things as you can and explore as many opportunities as you can and you don't need to just be a performer or a guitar player or mm-hmm. a teacher or like a bedroom guitar player or mm. like someone who plays in an orchestra it's like you can have all these things as being different parts of your identity and it's it's probably actually better to have them all and, mm. and you can have multiple at the same time as well whereas i feel like at the start you were kind of well i know for me like i i came in with a certain idea of what i was and what i was going to be but now that idea is like just being like thrown out the window and flipped upside down and it's just like it's so much better now because you you're kind of more free to explore so many different things. Yeah, I think I think that's true as well. Like the kind of freedom of it, because you think, oh, geez, how am I going to be a a solo musician? Like that's pretty tough. Then you realize you don't have that doesn't have to be your sole identity. You can be a musician, which means you can do all these different things as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and yeah, it's funny how like I think most people would maybe agree that when you come in you're you're kind of thinking all right i'm i'm gonna be like a solo musician or you're you think that you're thought of in that way so it's funny to just you kind of just realize one day oh wait i can just decide to be and do whatever i want yeah um and yeah i think that just comes with time and and learning and probably making mistakes too along the way yeah so (laughs) (laughs) um so how how sort of relevant do you feel the music and theory we learned about um like how, how sort of relevant do you feel like that is to you? Like the sorts of things we learned in class? Um, well, I, luckily with our guitar tutors, um, they had lots of experience in the real world and they could tell you like, this is what I'd done. Like one of our tutors, like kind of, he went away to a trip to the Middle East somewhere, didn't he? For yeah, a, he did. Yeah, and then he yeah. came back and told us about this stuff, and we we're like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like uh, he told us what he had to do to kind of prepare for that, which was really useful. 
Um, so having the kind of the first-hand experience of the tutors, I thought was like a really useful lesson in itself. Mm. And the, then I guess the curriculum, the theory, the theory we learned in the guitar classes, I've probably used more than the theory. In the theory classes. Theory class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think anyway, but I suppose they're both supportive of each other, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, the more general stuff we learned from the theory class, like the, the kind of brief ear training we've done, Mm-hmm. Or inter- interval trading. Yeah, that's been pretty useful. Mm-hmm. Um, try to think. Something that I didn't find useful, but <laughs> other people might have. But, um, this is actually something that came up that in, in my research for my project as well. Mm. Um, someone done an interview with students and they found that um, about kind of the use of notation and stuff. And one of the assessments they discussed was they listened to like a tone rule or just like, mm-hmm. A kind of little melody and they're asked to like notate it mm-hmm. which we had to do for our theory test and yes we did second year or third year i think probably I think, both yeah and they said everyone in the class just found it apart from like some classical pianists everyone found it demoralizing and frustrating mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was kind of our experience as well um so i'd probably wouldn't encourage that for the future mm-hmm. because <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it does seem like something that's not really real world unless you're going to be a scorer i guess mm-hmm yeah um but yeah that was something that stuck out to me over the years that just seemed mean like it just seemed yeah. like you could clearly see around the room people were getting like a few notes but then i don't know i mean you could maybe yeah. guess like half of them right yeah exactly maybe. so you'd be like whatever that's probably a c to a g i guess i don't know yeah, who knows. <laughs> yeah. Um, um but i think yeah i think especially if for what I do just now, like facilitating music, there's a lot of people will play a random melody on a a glockenspiel, and you'd be like, oh, "What am I supposed to play to that?" Like, yeah, maybe I couldn't have done that without knowing about the different like functions of chords and stuff like that, mm. and knowing how to place something in the key properly and things like that. So. Yeah, I feel like just doing that after a certain amount of times, even if you don't know it kind of physically you might you might just have a kind of better ear for the sorts of things you can play around what they're playing um which yeah just comes from just kind of exposing yourself to those lessons which is really interesting Mm -hmm. um so how do you feel about the way we were taught at the university level like how like do you feel like we were taught like a lot or do you feel like we were left our own devices like what what was your sort of experience with that um so, as far as like just the guitar classes, yeah, yep, I can start from there. Um, well, I think we both started in the HNC, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like half of the guitar co- course there was with one lecture, another was with another, mm-hmm. and the first one was very regimented. Mm-hmm. Like there was lots of go in and then play your scales, play your modes, and all that stuff, which I think has been really useful. Mm-hmm. but I did feel a bit hardcore in the time um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it has been really beneficial because now I can play whatever mode and whatever key and blah blah mm-hmm. um, and that is a total like fundamental to what we had to go- do going mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. but after that it became more um, kind of hear some music we'll play a little bit in class but 
the thing there was what like 10 in each group yeah probably something like that and we'd like an hour an hour and a half was it uh yeah yep yeah and just ages by the, between <laughs> yeah between explaining things and then trying to practice as a group um maybe the time in class could be used better mm. um so in what sorts of ways then i don't know yeah maybe you could just kind of have maybe i don't know i'll try to think smaller groups maybe yeah so i was thinking maybe we could come in like in a one a two or a three mm. for like 15 minutes a week rather than having 10 folk for an hour and a half mm. um and then maybe having like one class a week i don't know because it's it would be way easier for the lecturer to have everyone in at once to be like here's what we're doing here's how we need to do it mm -hmm. blah 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 so maybe having that kind of lesson once in a while, mm -hmm. but then going to the kind of 20, 20 or 15, 20 minute slots with kind of two or Focus. three guitars at a time. Yeah, with kind of like smaller focus groups and then you come together um, some point every couple mm. of weeks or something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, because then you're, you're learning at, you're either learning at a pace that's too fast or too slow mm. usually because there's, some folk who might really struggle with a sight reading test mm. and some folk might really struggle with a, a kind of weird chord pattern. So like mm. you're learning at the rate of whoever's struggling the most or maybe not even you're learning at the rate above, like you might be struggling and mm. you're like not picking up because he has to move on yeah. the next thing because he's running out of time. So. Maybe yeah. in that way it could be, it could be better with the smaller groups. Yeah, I feel like I think as well, like peer learning kind of helped a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like there would there would be numerous times where you would meet up with people in a practice room and then just like practice um, whatever mm -hmm. piece was going to be for an exam or something like that, and like we'd all yeah. approach it differently. So it was it was kind of good to do that. Um, yeah, I would totally agree with that. I think maybe the smaller like kind of focus groups and as well, I think with focus groups, you'll kind of, you tend to find like a, a better average. And I think that what that does is it helps you all to kind of tune into each other with mm -hmm. like where like your uh, like cohorts and friends, like they'll explain things to you. And then so the people who are maybe down here all, all get pulled up and the people who are like, a, a bit higher like that'll start to balance itself out yeah and then hopefully if there's enough groups like that um yeah you might get a better class over time but yeah yeah it's a, i think it's maybe a, as well like you said there, like being able to do, tell each other what how we approach different things like maybe having more of a a session like that in class would be helpful as well like because mm -hmm. i know like you said when there was assessments coming up we'd go to a practice room and all just tell each other how we're approaching it Maybe if there was a time in class to be like, mm. after a week or two of learning a piece, being like, how do you approach this, blah, 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 and then do you agree, do you do it differently? Because I yeah. think that is really useful, especially for like in the first or second year where you'd approach something totally different and you wouldn't think about approaching it. Mm. Like, like I'd always play with a plectrum, like mm. for most of the time. Yeah. But you'd be like, oh no, I'm using my finger. Yeah, whereas I never played with one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. And, I, and we'd probably like, I never thought anything of it and you never thought anything of it either until you start speaking mm -hmm. about it. I think yeah. that's that's a really good point. It's basically like the lecturers then are facilitating us to be like self-directed autonomous learners. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
which is pretty cool. It's like a good idea to like blend the two of them mm-hmm. rather than just being like taught at for like two hours and then you go yeah. away and do stuff with your friends. It's like, it's finding a way to kind of blend those together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I find that really interesting. Um, yeah. Too bad we're going to finish uni now, so we won't get to experience it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so to come back to the uni with all this information and be like, I'll, I'll give you it for a price, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe we should go off and start our own uni. <laughs> um so uh keeping with that sort of topic what what do you think about the idea of uh kind of the exploration of your own creativity within like your playing within either within the classes or for the submissions so do you feel like you were kind of free to go off and explore things in a creative way or do you feel like you're you were more thinking oh i have an assessment coming up and i'm wanting to go for a certain grade so i'd better like reel it in or think in a particular way what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I think for for the most part, it kind of played to what you'd expect they'd want, I guess. Mm, yeah. Like you'd play more thinking, um, yeah, I guess so, yeah. I, I think if we had an assessment for... Um, like an ensemble piece, I guess, mm-hmm. it's just for the drummers or something. You're thinking, okay, I'll play just to the to the to the piece itself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, a tricky one, I guess. So, so yeah, I, I think like I would do the same there. But if if mm-hmm. you were so, say if you were uh, for like a different class, you were creating music. Mm. you feel like you could be as kind of creative and explorative as, as you would have liked to have been or do you feel right. like you were kind of playing for a grade there right for so like for songwriting or something yeah like yeah yeah when you're cool, actually right, making yeah. your own music mm. yeah i think so for the most part like like most of my stuff for songwriting last year um was like odd rhythms and stuff and might mm. not be enjoyable for most folk but mm. or some folk hopefully um, <laughs> um yeah i think I, I felt quite free to do that as long as it kind of came out sounding good like mm. and not just like i sat in front of logic for half an hour and went whatever <laughs> blah, blah blah yeah yeah um, i think you are kind of encouraged in that way um i think especially by that lecturer that we had for songwriting as well he was like um he seemed to kind of understand any genre kind of thrown at him and mm-hmm. was able to kind of give advice on who you could listen to or what you could add in in places and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think the only the only thing you're kind of told to do for the most part is like make it sound professional. But mm. whether that's like professional for uh, like... I don't know, symphony metal band might be different to professional for a like garage punk band, you know, like mm-hmm. so professional within its kind of realm mm-hmm. or how it how it traditionally might sound. Mm-hmm. But even then, I suppose if you can do it in a way that sounds different but still good, I think that'd still be encouraged. Yeah, I think that still shows a kind of level of professionalism. It's the idea that it's like it's fine to do whatever you're doing as long as you do it well. Yeah, into a sort of industry standard for that specific genre. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I think that's fair. Like, I never really 
thought at any point of the process of writing for songwriting, oh, this might not get a good grade. Mm, mm. It was more just, yeah, I think it was just about the work that you put in. Like if you sat down and wrote a three chord song with some like cheesy poppy lyrics or something, maybe that, I don't know though, because even that, like that could have like decent merit in pop, which if you've done it well enough, Mm-hmm. could get you good grades as well i guess but um i don't know yeah i think i, d- I never really felt any pressure to follow a a guideline for mm. marks yeah that's uh that's a good sign i think i think mm. i think in a similar way to you um with the idea where like you get given these things but you kind of you take them you read them and then you kind of just put them to one side and then you go off and create things yeah, and then maybe you'll have to shape certain things to hit certain boxes, but you're not thinking about that during the creative process, which yeah. I think is important. Yeah, de- um, definitely last year because I think was it the year before? Oh no, sorry, I might have been. I might be thinking of Daw in first year where you had to have like a certain amount of MIDI tracks, then a certain. No, amount I remember of that. Yeah, tracks, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think that was Daw and not Sorry. But even within that, I mean, you, it's just they're giving you kind of limitations, but you're then free to explore them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's about finding that balance, I think. Yeah. So uh, with that in mind, uh, and with some kind of some of the things we've spoken about with the course, um, did you feel like you were taught more directly from a teacher, or do you feel like there was more of a leaning towards you just go off and learn things on your own? Which do you feel like was more kind of prevalent um i feel like other than theory and maybe like the guitar classes in hnc in the first year it was mostly here's a kind of point in the right direction go and explore that Mm -hmm. um which i think was good um maybe apart from for some of the pieces for guitar it might have been good to have a bit more instruction but i think that's more reflective of the time that we had in the class rather than the the kind of um intentions of the lecture i guess Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think um but yeah i think for the most part it was um Mm self-driven i think so like going home and like doing your best that you can to get a good grade which i think sometimes reflected in some book because like if you knew someone went home and worked hard or if someone came in really knowing their stuff and like seemed confident in what they're doing you could tell that they've mm-hmm. like explored it definitely but there was maybe some people in the class who you knew only thought about you knew when they were in the class and yeah yeah as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> um, i get what you mean which i don't think is a negative on the university i don't think no, I think uh, I think it's just to do with uh, how, like, if you can kind of motivate yourself to learn things, mm-hmm. um, and kind of it's just the same idea where it's like we've been taught the whole way along that it's just whatever you put into it that is what you get out of it. It's just like with anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and some people take that on board more than others, and some people are at a stage in their life where they're more willing to do that than other people. Mm-hmm. So it just it just depends, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think definitely being at that stage in life is right because I started uni when I was 23, mm-hmm. I think 23. Um, but if I started when I was 17, 
I would have been extremely lazy. So yeah, I think I, I think I, it's definitely reflective. We're totally in the same boat there because I feel like uh, well that was 2017, so I would have been yeah I would have been 22. So um, yeah, I feel like I would have been the same if I'd started when I was coming right out of school. Yeah, uh, it would have been a much different course, and I would have approached it so so differently to how I did. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad I did it at this age. And I feel like you can kind of even notice the difference like in our own experiences um, yeah. between like us and, and other people. You can kind of think, well, all right, well, they're a lot younger, so that's mm-hmm. how they're, that's why they're approaching it like this and yeah, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was 25. I just realized my math was way wrong. Yeah, I was thinking, because <laughs> when, when I was thinking, yeah, I thought Jamie was a lot older than me. <laughs> Yeah. Well, not a lot older, <laughs> but yeah. But for the sake of the podcast, you're a lot older than me. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, well, yeah, that was a, a good chat. Thanks for uh, thanks for answering some of my curveballs. No worries. All good. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for that. So that was the lovely Jamie Little, fourth year guitarist extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. Thanks a lot, man. I'll no, catch you. you soon. Cheers. See you later.